Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to A Certain Point of View, our Schmodown podcast, where we are covering everything that is the movie trivia Schmodown from, yes, you guessed it, A Certain Point of View. My name is Jake Berlin, and uh, I am joined today by my regular co-host, as we are on every video on this channel, Mr. Brian Avalosino. How you doing over there, man? Good. I'm ready. The dark side reigns on this podcast. Oh, here we go. Yeah, I'm I'm outnumbered today. I'm 100% (laughs) outnumbered today. It is what it is. Um, it'll be fun though. Yeah, we have a, a very special guest. Uh, we have Laura Kelly with us today, and we're going to get to her in just a second to talk her uh, match from last week, which we are very, very excited to discuss. Um, but before we get to that, uh, cool weekend showdown, man. A lot of a lot of cool things that are upcoming this week uh, that you guys can see from us. Uh, if you've been following us, you guys have noticed that we're doing live breakdowns um, the day after matches have been airing. Uh, like the Star Wars stuff for Twitch has been airing on Wednesdays. We get together on Thursday afternoons. We do a live breakdown of these matches. And we're going to be doing the same thing for the Inner Geekdom matches that would be coming up this week. Um, it'll be a little different because uh, they're released on Patreon first and then to the public later on in the week. And so more than likely, you'll see us on Wednesday for the live breakdown, possibly a little bit later in the day after the Star Wars match. Uh, but make sure you guys are looking out for that. And of course, the Star Wars ones are going to be up on Thursdays. Um, and because those are on YouTube... Uh, you might see a reaction from us as well, a play-along, uh, which suits us because Inner Geekdom seems to be a little bit more fitting for us as we go along <laughs> in these matches. Uh, Star Wars like is sometimes to a little we... too... They're a little too deep cut sometimes, and you know, movie the, the original tri- trivia can kind of get a little out of hand for us as far as oldie stuff, but uh, it's going to be fun for sure with these matches coming up. Yeah, we like to think we know Star Wars, and then we do these, <laughs> and then we're like, ah, oh, crap. Like, yeah, it, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we have a cool show, as, as we've been mentioning, and we're going to we're going to talk about a lot of cool things with our guests in. Let's go ahead and bring her in real quick. Let me go adjust these. We do have Laura Kelly joining us. How's it going over there? Hi, it's going really well. I'm uh, I'm here in Chicago and I'm here in my, as you can see, my recording studio <laughs> slash, uh, slash bedroom. And yeah, it's so good. How are you guys? We're good. We're good. We're in a... Uh, we, we've been in heatwave California, but as of recently, it's kind of been a little bit of an overcast, rainy California. Um, so California has given us the switcheroo very, mm-hmm. very much lately, which is kind of bugging me, to be honest. It was dumping yesterday, like absolutely dumping, at least where I am, Brian. I, I don't know what it was like no, exactly for you. It didn't, it didn't have a drop. Oh, and we're like 20 minutes away. So of course. It's, that's, yeah. How's, how's Chicago California going? is weird. <laughs> Chicago yeah, is fantastic. It, uh, it's, it's really, really chilly today which is great i have my window open so if you hear any cars haunting honking uh motorcycles <laughs> going by or anything i apologize um but yeah it's it's absolutely gorgeous and we don't get a ton of that here in chicago because it it gets very humid and very disgusting very quickly so i'm just yeah. gonna soak it up <laughs> yeah yeah i i that definitely makes sense um i it, it was nice to get away from the, the 100 degree weather here but uh the dumping rain from yesterday where i was anyway was awful because i was actually sitting outside <laughs> at a restaurant when it was dumping rain and I had to run and sign my check as quickly as possible before I can get soaking wet. Oh, lucky you. You guys have restaurants open already. That's cool. Yeah. With the county that I'm in uh, opened up. It was the first county in our area to actually open up and they've been slow. And that was like two weeks ago, but I had to take my time getting out there, you know, wearing masks and stuff like that. But uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's nice to kind of go back a little bit of normalcy. Very nice. All right. As possible. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, okay, so we we usually start uh, we we start this show off with a question for our guest, and um, it changes from guest to guest depending on what their journey has been like in the showdown. For you, um, for people who may not have uh, know about your beginnings of the showdown, first of all, how did you kind of get involved? And two, 
why is the Schmodown so important and such like a big deal in the community? Well, I got involved um, really as sort of an extension of Star Wars Celebration. So in April 2019, when Celebration happened, uh, we were, me and my friend Alice were sort of gearing up to launch a Star Wars podcast um, at that point. And we were really into Star Wars trivia. We were going around to different bars around the city and competing. And, you know, we met doing Star Wars trivia. So it was a big thing for us. And it was very much sort of ingrained um in in the inception of our show so you know it, it's part of our show now we do star wars trivia a little bit we have a sort of segment at the end of every episode um but in preparing to launch our show we we knew what we were going to be doing um in we hadn't actually launched yet at the time but i saw christian harloff post that the uh celebration was going to include a schmodown tournament and i was really excited because i you know I had obviously seen the matches before. I'm a mm -hmm. huge Star Wars Rebels fan. So when I saw that Freddie Prince Jr. and Sam Witwer were competing um, in past matches, I was really into those. So um, just kind of on a whim, I, I reached out or I, I think I just replied to the tweet. I was like, hey, you know, is there any way that I could get involved with this or me and my teammate could get involved with this? I guess I was sort of envisioning that they would be doing like a teams thing like I had seen with like the force bros when back mm -hmm. when they were sort of doing competitions regularly. So um, he, he DM'd me right away and we talked a little bit back and forth and he basically was like, Hey, you know, I'd love to have you guys get involved, but I only have one spot. So if you guys want to talk about it, um, get back to me at some point soon and maybe we can make it happen. So it, it sort of started from there. I don't think, I think that the expectation was pretty low to be totally honest. <laughs> like now that I think about it, I'm like, when I, when I look at like the caliber of the people that I was up against, like Joseph Scrimshaw and Molly Damon and, and, um, and Andrew DeMolante, I was like, I don't like, I don't think they had any expectation for me to do <laughs> even remotely well in the tournament, which is really funny. Um, and I honestly, I probably kind of went in with the same, the same thought, but I studied up really hard and, um, went in there and it all kind of snowballed from there. Um, it was a, a weird, weird situation. It was a weird Star Wars celebration. It was only my second celebration, um, my second convention. And I it made it, it enhanced it in a huge way. It was really exciting for me. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. So were you hooked right away? Because I know that you've done trivia for a long time, but were you hooked in the idea of the Schmodown almost right away? Um, I think watching the Star Wars and watching inner geekdom competitions and things I was really into. That was really fun for me when it's, you know, to be totally honest, I'm not, I'm not really not a film person. Um, I'm not out here trying to claim to be, you know, any kind of have any kind of taste <laughs> really at all. Um, so those are sort of more of the leagues that I gravitated towards in, in terms of actually having interest in that. I'm also not really a sports person, um, to be totally honest. So the, the fact that I kind of got into it at all is very much stemming from sort of where my my interests lie in terms of of movies and um you know fantasy sci-fi type of things that's interesting not a film person and, and not much of a i mean that that just thinking about it everybody in the movie trivia schmodown obviously it's called the movie trivia schmodown and yeah. you think that they're involved in them but it makes sense star wars movies just make sense so it kind of fits you know just thinking about the star wars movies so yeah yeah it's it's one of those things you know i'm not a movie person i'm a star wars person i have to always kind of clarify that so when it when it comes <laughs> to things like you know when people want to like start getting really deep into like kind of some film talk with me i'm like you know, I have a Star Wars podcast where we are just kind of 
everything's kind of light and silly and loosey goosey. There's, it, there's not a lot of highbrow stuff that comes out <laughs> of it um, on my end. So it's, it's supposed to just kind of be this lighthearted fun thing, but yeah, no, I, I've never claimed to be a film person and I certainly don't now. I'm, I am a star <laughs> Wars fan. There's a difference. Well, it works. <laughs> it definitely works. Thank Nothing you. wrong with that. Uh, so then you got obviously drafted. We had a whole entire giant thing. Um, and now it's, I mean, we went from it not being sportsy. Now it's seems to be a little sportsy, but uh, corruption took you, Shannon, loving it, loving where you're at, hoping so. <laughs> Thank you. No, I'm, I'm very much enjoying being a part of, of the team. I mean, you know, I, I don't know if you guys watched this, the spectacular match recently mm -hmm. but like in the post interview match like they were like oh are you gonna like go in for the draft i was like i literally don't know what that means because i just <laughs> am like not a, i just am not a sports person i was just like i have a vague idea of what a sport draft is so i don't know um and really at that point immediately following spectacular i was in a really weird place where i had really high expectations for myself going into that match and i was like incredibly depressed right afterwards. And I was just in a really dark place and I, I had to sort of step away kind of from everything for a long time. So I, even while the draft was going on, I sort of had only a, a kind of vague recollection that it was happening on whatever Saturday it was happening. I wasn't really paying attention to it. I wasn't really expecting anything out of it. Um, I really didn't know what to expect out of it. And then afterward, the fact I was like, oh, well, Corruption's kind of a big deal. That's that's kind of a that's a big thing. And then there were like trades and things happening, and I was like, I don't even know if I'm like allowed to celebrate because I feel like, what if I get traded? How does that work? Do I get any consent in this, or does it just does it just have like I truly just have no I have no concept or any understanding of it. So I was just like, I'm just gonna kind of sit here and let all of this play out. <laughs> that's that's pretty amazing. Brian's a, a corruption guy through and through. Has been since he. Uh, he was introduced to the to the showdown. Uh, we were at the draft, so we saw um, we saw you get drafted, and it was really really cool because we knew um, what it meant for corruption having yeah. not just Mike and, and you know Chance there and other, but, but having that Star Wars staple with you being there. Um, and then obviously, and I also wanted to mention I was actually at Spectacular last year, so I was able to see you play live. And if I'm not mistaken, I think I was actually sitting behind a couple of your friends. In oh the yeah, stand. probably. <laughs> um, do you did you have a friend who was up from Australia? Yeah, my buddy Andy um, yeah. is from Australia, and he's he's such a good guy. He, it was so freaking funny because he showed up to the um, whatever the thing was before, where everybody like got to you know the yeah expo, the yeah. expo, and he had um, Andy and I are buddies, and he's been a huge. Um, He's just been like a really big promoter of my show just for like no reason. He, That's you know, awesome. we must have struck a chord or something with him because he's he's become <laughs> one of our really good friends. Um, and he's become sort of one of my I have like kind of a handful of trivia coaches. And he's very much one of those where he'll he'll send me the kind of deep cuts to sort of get me prepared for certain things. And we do a segment on our show called Caravan of Corrections, and he always mm -hmm is always sending in things. He'd be like, um, you guys said this, but I think you meant this. And we're like, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> because again, it's just kind of a loose drunk mess. Um, <clears throat> my show, but it's a, uh, yeah, Andy, Andy's a good guy. He's lovely. He came from Australia and at the fan expo, he, he gave me this little pin. Um, like one of those little enamel pins that had Harrison Dula and chopper, um, nice. from Star Wars Rebels on it. And it just like, Oh God, it just, 
it uh, it touched me. I loved it so much. Um, it's still it's sitting in my on my bulletin board at work, which is lovely. That's awesome. That's um, but yeah, awesome. no, Andy's a great guy. So you would have been you may have been sitting behind him, um, and my sister I think was sitting right next to him. Oh, okay. Yeah. We, we were like in the third row in the middle section and we kept hearing them talking about you. And I obviously knew who you was. And I think I was like, I wonder if they're with her, which was a really cool experience seeing them cheer and, and everything during your match. Um, I will say just before we move on, you crush it that match. I know that you probably thought you may missed a few questions or whatever, but you did crush it. Um, and I, I look forward to seeing you playing him again. Cause it's, it looks like at this point, there may not be someone who can hold up to him as much as you can, which we'll talk about later on. I'm sure. Um, Let's let's get into this match because there not just the match itself, but the lead up to this match and the hype around it. Obviously, the Twitter interactions, which we have talked about multiple times on this show. <laughs> um, before we get to the actual questions and everything about that, we want to ask you about the dark side of Laura Kelly and how that kind of came <laughs> out with Shannon involved. We were expecting it to an extent because corruption is corruption. And that's who they are. But that promo of of your individual promo and then the one that uh, eric put together with the red saber and everything so good. it was pure brilliance and as fans it like shocked us and our mouths are on the floor and everything how did it feel to shoot that and kind of channel that inner dark side as far as a star wars competitor oh good god promos um <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the one consistent thing that everyone says when we interview yeah. them i uh, bet it's because it's a pain in the ass i'm telling you it like okay first of all that that um I need to address one thing because I got this question a lot and I appreciate you guys not asking me this, but I think <laughs> a lot of people's instinct when they saw my, my promo um, kind of talking smack on Sean was that it was written for me was that Shannon or someone no. had written it for that. I wrote that. That was, that was all me. I didn't need help. People on have that. been asking you that. I've had a couple of people make the assumption. Yeah. That, I, I'm that just never like, crossed my mind. I'm fully capable of writing my own material. Thank you very much. Everybody out there, but no, Shannon is lovely. And I'm sure she would have done a great thing if I had been like, I don't have time to do this. Can you just write me something? But I, I, I did that. And I, w I was very proud of that. and very proud of how it turned out because it took far more takes to shoot than I care to admit. Um, all of it did. So it was um, it was nice that I was able to sort of take my time and and be patient with it and kind of learn some patience myself and shoot here at my own home. Um, when you're shooting the weird little like pre-interviews in the studio, it's <laughs> it's a whole different ball game. And it's just yeah. it was very much for me. It was very much deer in headlights when I had to do that back in um, October. That was that was pretty nuts. So it. Um, it was different. I, I was really happy with how it turned out. Um, I had a very different idea going in to this season of how I sort of wanted the whole dark side transition to go. Um, when the pandemic happened and everything went virtual, you know, we all had to adapt. We all had to sort of adapt our our storylines. I also wasn't anticipating having to play so quickly. I, you know, most of the Star Wars matches don't happen until later in the year. I yeah. figured that would sort of be consistent. Um, my work life is extremely busy right up until mid June. And then it sort of tapers off for the rest of the year. So I was, this came out of nowhere for me and it was, it was really a little bit stressful. when when Shannon first reached out and she's like, they're going to do it. And I'm like, ah, okay. Like, but yeah, it was, um, it was fun. I, I, the thing that I had sort of written, um, and the thing that I had envisioned for a promo, um, for, for sort of a debut of, of this new character, ended up having to go very differently. But, you know, again, I wasn't the only one that had to adapt um, and, and sort of go back and, and rewrite how everything was going to go. But 
um, I'm, I'm glad that it, I, I think we kind of pulled it off. I think it, I think it went well and I'm I agree. glad the people are yeah. responding to it. Yeah. yeah. I think you, a little bit more than kind of pulled it off. I think uh, <laughs> it's working pretty well. Uh, do you like, uh, so I'm assuming you like the role you've uh, established now as a dark, dark character. Oh, very much so. No, I, I feel very at home in it. Um, it's been great. And Shannon's fantastic. And I've had a lot She's of fun um, sitting around just talking Star Wars. I mean, I had these like really long study sessions with corruption with people, but a lot of it was just like sitting around like shooting the shit about Star Wars. And it was That's so awesome. fun. And we, we had a blast. And so it was, like I said, this was something I'd been thinking about doing for a long time. Um, the whole, I understand why you really kind of can't start out in my situation as like a dark side user mm -hmm. i might be sort of a weird beginning um especially with how it all went with celebration um since that was sort of my debut in the schmodown like there really isn't any there's no room for character work or anything there it really mm -hmm. is just get in and do it and get the competition done and get out um so that so that was different it all just kind of went sort of differently i think than than it does for some of the other leagues I agree. That's fun. I, 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 I love go ahead. your I love your new nickname too. I think that one is so much better than it flows so well. Thank with, you. I I agree. I a hundred percent agree. <laughs> and I I you know the Luminous served a purpose and it was it was great. It was great for my sort of first year, but I'm I'm also very happy with the new nickname. Um, when I was sort of coming up with ideas of how I wanted this dark side transition to go, I had a, like, I had a different one in mind that totally sucked. So I'm really <laughs> glad that it wasn't on me to like actually create the, the end all be all name that, that came from Christian, but I'm, I'm very happy with it. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad that people are responding to it. Yeah. It, it's working really well. And like you had mentioned, you know, you kind of have to build up for the turn because then people are like, Oh my God. And obviously the drafting from Shannon and corruption definitely kind of plants the seeds, but, uh, the, and, and obviously, and then playing someone like Sean kind of helps in your first match back in, in 2020. And you can kind of embody that a little bit compared to what the den has been doing this year. Um, speaking of the match, I, you didn't have a manager your first couple matches in, in the league. Um, I imagine having Shannon, <clears throat> and like you mentioned, having corruption in your, in your, your corner helps incredibly, uh, going into it. Does it just kind of give you a sense of confidence going into the match more so than, than just kind of being on your own like you were the first couple matches? Um, yeah, I would think that that probably contributed to it. Um, it it's been really nice having corruption just as just sort of this thing that has my back. Um, and it was one of those things that I didn't really realize that I was missing in my first couple of matches. And, you know, I, I mean, technically, I, I sort of had a manager. It wasn't one of the sort of, you know, Schmodown legacy managers. But um, my podcast co-host Alice was sort of playing that role mm -hmm. and very much has sort of continued on as like one of my coaches um, for all of this. And it's been, um, yeah, it's been interesting. I think when I sort of came into it, I didn't really know what to expect. And I have a feeling that if this pandemic hadn't really hit um, or if it had never hit, I don't know if I would have had the same experience that I've had with corruption. I mean, it, there wasn't too long after we all sort of got locked down that we all, um, not all of us, but most of us on the team on, in the faction hopped on Zoom and had a little Zoom happy nice. hour and kind of got to know each other. And um, and that was really cool getting to, you know, these are all the people that are now my family and my cheerleaders. And they're depending on me to sort of cheer on them and help coach them through things. And it's very, it very is much a, you know, a sort of family in that in that respect. And it's one that I very much appreciate being a part of. That's awesome. Yeah, that's 
that's the one thing I think that almost every single person we've talked to has said is the teams have given them a family inside this and it's only made things better. I think experience wise for you guys. Yeah. A hundred percent. I would definitely agree with that sentiment. So going into the match in the first round, you had stated, I haven't missed a first round question and you (laughs) kept the streak going. Were you, was there like any pressure you felt going into it? Like, Okay, I need to keep this streak going. I've called it out that I haven't missed it. <laughs> I definitely felt it. like there was a target on my back. Um, and <laughs> that I, paint, I put it there myself. I mean, I was just asking for it. And, you know, I think that they, that John Ratzenberger question, I was like, oh, man, you so, guys So are was just- that the one? Was that the one that you kind of questioned or was there something else in that round? No, I knew it. Um, I'm trying to think, was there, was there something else? I did question my spelling as soon as he held his up. I was like, Oh my God, did I just blow this? Like (laughs) I was, but I was fairly confident when I wrote it down. Um, that uh that was an interesting one but i thought i was like they're they're gonna throw us a curveball i just know it and i i think it's my fault that i i caused this (laughs) i'm glad that i came out of it ahead um or came out of it alive um but yeah that was i i was definitely feeling the pressure going in and i definitely feel like i was like "Mm, i'm asking for it a little bit i think with that (laughs) well you you lived up to it and you went you know you went 11 for 11 and and perfect round again um, two point lead on Sean going into the second round. And then both of you kind of just showed up in the second round, right? You guys got categories that were, worked out in your favor. Um, did the same exact thing, nine points in, in the second round for both of you. Um, but the, the one thing we had talked about on our breakdown last week was your last question for return of the Jedi about Luke going to see what he told R2 to go see Yoda. And we had been wondering if you knew what the answer was, but didn't know how to say it. Or if you just wanted to make sure you knew the question and you didn't know it, and that's why you went to multiple choice. So the reason I went to multiple choice was I was I was really trying to be strategic about it because the thing was is that I knew the answer, and if I had probably gone to a JTE, I probably could have gotten it just a couple extra seconds to think. I probably could have gotten it word for word, mm-hmm. but I was I was too worried that I wasn't going to get it word for word. Um, so the, it was really at that point I was ahead. I figured he would do well on round two. Um, and But I, I was sort of in a place where I felt secure enough to drop a point just to make sure that I got the exact wording right. There's a lot, there are a lot of words in that answer. Yeah, and I yeah, think yeah. it would have been very easy for me to even stutter or flub it in some way. And I figured it would have been worth it just to take that risk out of it. So I, I knew I would recognize it as soon as they said it. Um, and I did. So it, it ended up working out. Did you, And I'm assuming you knew basically every question throughout that whole second round. <laughs> Am I assuming wrong? No, I, I think I did. I'm trying, I, I, you know, honestly, I haven't gone back and watched it yet. I really probably should. Um, but I've been very much enjoying this week off that yeah, I decided yeah, to give totally. myself. Yeah, um, should. So I need to go back and watch it. I don't remember not knowing any, so I'm fairly certain I did. And I, I remember being ready to steal. Um, That's and that, yeah. that's why Brian and I talked how you were kind of just sitting there and it almost looked like you had a smirk on your face mm-hmm. ready to kind of steal any question <laughs> he may have question. answered wrong. <laughs> yeah. So that's why I wanted to make sure we asked that because it was clear to us anyway that you were just ready to pounce and take any question that he may have missed. Oh, see, that's the interesting thing about this all being virtual and the fact that I was on camera <laughs> for that. Because, you know, like normally you wouldn't be th- you true. wouldn't be on me. That's true. Um, For a lot of that or, you know, maybe for some of it. But if we were had been in studio in the studio. So that's that's interesting. But yeah, that's 
I got to figure out a way how to control my face because that's funny. <laughs> it was very subtle. Very yes, subtle. Yes, yes. Okay. It wasn't like a, oh yeah, I know this is coming. It's, <laughs> it was just like a, maybe like a smirk that was like, I, <laughs> I was but, ready. Yeah. I was excited. Even so, that, that last ahead, one, I was just yeah. going to say that last one that he had. I mean, here, first off, hearing Ellis have to repeat it a bunch of times. That that wasn't even a problem. Oh, the money one. Yeah. The whoopie, whoopie no, question. I yeah. I knew whoopie, whoopie. it. Um, and I that was one of those things that that scene is one of those that I've studied really hard. Um, Ooh. and know the name of that character or the creature that they were selling as well was sort of a deep cut. And that's that's one of those things where that's the question that I expect. Um, yeah. but you have to sort of go into it knowing every part of that scene. I I don't think I could tell you who the name of the character is that is speaking. Huttese in that moment who you know i think that's the language that they actually say that it's it's seven whoopee whoopee um but yeah that that's one of those for me that was kind of a 101 thing like anytime someone's speaking in Huttese, you better know what they're saying fair point yeah um so the one thing i would i did want to ask before we move on to round three is this was your first time experiencing the digital wheel how did you feel about the digital wheel you know, there's the digital wheel gets a lot of hate and I don't really get yeah. it. I kind of don't, I don't understand it. Like I get it. Cause it's like, I don't know. Do people think that it can be rigged in some way? I guess that's oh, fair, everybody. but like, everybody, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I'm like, come on, you got to have more faith in this game and more faith in the people that are running it. I, yeah, I, it has, the digital wheel really has never bothered me. I mean, my first match was a digital wheel. So it's one of those things I've just that's sort of true. gotten used to. I think people um, freak out also because last the one match for you lines yeah two, it went right into the middle of two so yeah. it's like it's right so yeah yeah oh, well. it, it's one of the, i don't i don't know it's fine i get it i didn't have a i didn't really have a problem with how they they did the workaround in the in the play and match and i don't really have a problem with the digital wheel we, we agree we, good but we agree you know. we think it's it's a good addition and it keeps the wheel factor of it because you see it spinning rather than picking a number and um it's still a fun aspect of the game whether it's digital digital or real um Going into round three, though, uh, you you still had that two point lead, um, sticking you know with with a couple questions left, and Sean just happened to get a couple categories that were very random and different compared to probably you had who said it and then villains, um, two tough categories in the world of Star Wars. Um, did you happen to know those questions as well, uh, especially you know, the Death Star question? I didn't know his three point question, and that's okay. been a trend for me. That's been really freaking annoying. Is that you know I'll get the five pointer, but I will miss the three. Um, <laughs> there's like a fifty percent chance that I will not know the three point question, which is so annoying. Um, but the yeah, I, I would have gone two on his three pointer as well. Um, I my. My thought process at the time was I know that Death Star is in the first crawl because it's one of the words in all caps. I knew that Death Star was in the second crawl because it's one of the words that was in all caps in the first crawl, but then for some reason not in all caps in the Empire <laughs> crawl. And yeah. Yeah. And then I was thinking, I was like, well, I know that the beginning of the crawl in, in Jedi is Luke Skywalker has returned to his home planet of Tatooine for the blah, 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 Jedi, you know, Han Solo, Jabba the Hutt, Gangster, whatever. It's like the longest sentence in the world um, that starts that one. And I, I couldn't think of what comes after that. And I was like, well, I can't think of any reason why the Death Star would be mentioned in that. So I I would have I would have said two as well. Um, so, yeah, the crawls are on my list of things I need to there you work go. on before the there next match. <laughs> um, but, I, I, you know, if you had asked me going in, like, if, if crawls was a category, like, how do you feel about it? I would have been like, I'm fine. I know. It. It's, I know. <laughs> I, got, I got it this down. So 
I wouldn't have been stressed about it at all. But yeah, I knew. Um, what was this two pointer? Do you remember off the top of your? It was a who head? said it, and it was uh the oh yeah Palpatine Anakin intends right. to kill Palpatine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which which I personally for me, and I'm not someone who studies it. I mean, I watched the movies. I Star Wars is like the greatest thing ever, but to me i was like that that's a two-pointer like that's kind of a hard question to me i don't know how it felt like for you but it felt like it was definitely harder than a two-pointer or even like acting as a one-pointer for round one huh yeah no i know i knew it so i wasn't sure kind of where it should fall in the uh, yeah who said it's it just, that was it's yeah. just us jake <laughs> yeah okay fair enough fair enough i'll keep that in mind i'll keep that in mind <laughs> uh but all right so match over obviously you win Next, uh, your next, I was gonna say next week, but it's not definitely not. It's like three uh, or four weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, well, actually, before I do that, are you enjoying it being online like this instead of, I don't know, being I in mean, person? I'll tell you this. I, I don't know how much I enjoy the online part of it. I mean, I guess it's, it's sort of comfortable. We all have home field advantage now. We all get to, you know, be in our own environment. Like this is the exact position that I'm usually sitting in when I'm studying, which is not an advantage that you get when you're playing in the studio and there are lights yeah. and you're like, Jesus like Christ. Um, so it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely, I think it's advantageous for everybody, but in, in that there's no advantage because everybody has it. So I can't say that I mind it. I also don't mind it because I, uh, I'm not, I'm a, I'm a bit of an anxious flyer um, and I am required to get on an airplane when I want to go play uh, a Schmodown match in studio or out in LA. So I'm very happy to avoid that stressor um, of having to get on an airplane and, and get out there and also avoid the expense because um, I'm, I'm quite tall. I'm about six feet tall and I'm, I'm all leg. So I'm all about like that, those extra leg room seats, yeah, yeah. which don't come cheap. So I'm, I'm sort of, this is overall a much cheaper experience for me. It's much more economical. Um, so I have no problem with it. <laughs> Makes sense. Makes yeah. yeah. So, um, for my spinoff, uh, your next opponent being either ACE or knapsack. Is there anyone that like I personally, I was saying to Jake, I mean, Ace, you don't know much about, but he clearly knows it. But there's something about being able to take on Napsock just because it's him. Do you mm -hmm. have a, like a preference, preference. A, a feel for either? I mean, it's hard to say. say. Yeah, it's hard to say. I. It would be a. <laughs> To be honest, it would be an honor to get to play Ken Napsok. He's he's obviously a legend. There's no exactly. denying that. He's a Shmodan legend. Um, I think he would be great. Um, I would have a lot of fun with it, I think. Um, the thing with Ace is he's he's a nice guy. I've chatted with him just a little bit. Um, and he had the hardest time of it when it came to the play-in match. I mean, mm -hmm. we had... I had three weeks notice before my match that this tournament tournament was happening, which means he had two weeks notice yeah. that it was happening. And, you know, I don't know how most of the players function, but I don't, you, I don't generally just stay on top of all my stuff all the time. I'm not looking at it all the time. Um, generally I would get, we would all get more notice than something like this. And I would spend, I would put together a study schedule for myself that was a two months long where I would be spending, you know, three to four days on each movie with the breaks and stuff in between. Um, and so he didn't have an easy time of it and he did, he did as well as he could. Um, and I, I was really impressed with how he did given that little amount of notice that he had to prepare. Now, granted, I know he played an inner geekdom match, so maybe he had some, 
-hmm. maybe he had a little bit of the advantage in terms of being more prepared, um, say than Josh did, or even than any of us did. But, uh, it, the, he had no easy task ahead of him and I was impressed with how he played and how he came out. So I think it would be great to get to play him too. And I think Ken's in a weird place where <laughs> we're just not really, he's, he's just kind of the wild card yeah. in this competition. Yeah. I mean, I just don't know what to expect. I don't know if he's pulling all of our legs and he's, he actually <laughs> is buckling down and, and sitting at home and, taking advantage of the quiet and, and studying while there's not much else to do during this quarantine. Or if, if he really is just going in and winging, I truly don't know what to think. It could go either way. Yeah. Um, Napsock, so, Napsock's a hundred percent a wild card. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how, how it plays out. I'm looking forward to watching their match. Um, I'm very much looking forward to next week um, mm-hmm. to see how, how Demolanta st- stacks up against Scrimshaw. That's going to be, I think that's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, that was that was our next question. We wanted to talk about these upcoming matches. Um, I know you probably can't reveal or say who you expect to win, but um, if you can, Demolanta and Scrimshaw, two very powerful, you know, players in in Star Wars uh, Schmodown. Um, and I expect it to be a match just like you guys, you and Sean. Um, a lot of people are saying it might go to OT and they might not miss, and if they get the categories they want, um, do you have someone in mind you think may outlast the other as far as Scrimshaw or Demolanta? Um, I, I 100% agree with the sentiment that they might go into like a sudden death overtime situation. I think that's extremely possible. I think it's probably of all the matches, it's the most likely one yeah. mm-hmm. that that could potentially happen in. Um, I, you know, I don't know I whether I'm allowed to say or not. I don't actually know, but I, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things where it really it could go either way, because I think Scrimshaw definitely knows his stuff. He's definitely demonstrated that. Andrew DeMolanta is just like disgustingly hungry for it though. You know, yeah. like he's yeah. just like, he's just a, an animal at this point that he, I, I think that he's, he's one that is easy to maybe underestimate, especially if you're just looking at, at his record, um, which I don't think is reflective of all of his, of his ability. He's a great player and he knows his stuff. And I like, Honestly, I think if I had to play him again and if he lost, I would be like legitimately afraid that he would like hire someone to kill me. Like, I mean, like, <laughs> not just like, I'm not talking about like, like Brandon, the hitman, Hannah, like an actual hitman. Oh, yeah. like, like I, I'm not even sure. Like, it, he just seems it's a, it's a little scary. So I'm, I'm thinking he's going to do well no matter how it ends up turning out. But, I wouldn't be surprised if if he comes out ahead because he's just so hungry for it. And I'm not sure where Joseph Scrimshaw's head space is at with mm-hmm. that sort of motivation, you know? Yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely the heavyweight of the bracket. Uh, we, we looked at it and we couldn't believe that it was Scrimshaw versus Demolanta. I know there's very few names to pick from in, in Star Wars. Round. but Yeah, in the first round, which is crazy to think about. The other one, though, uh, Molly Damon versus Adam Witt. I'm, I'm expecting you to kind of be rooting for Molly in that one just because... She's the other female in the bracket and seeing a Molly versus Laura Kelly uh, matchup in the final could be very cool to see in general in Spodown. Yeah, no, that would be really fun, obviously. And I, I love Molly to death. She's she's awesome. Um, I got to meet her. I mean, I, I've met her a couple times before, but I actually got to spend time with her back in December um, before Spectacular. So she's great. Um, I know she knows her stuff. I know she did really well at the placement test at DragonCon mm-hmm. this past year. 
um, which is a sign that she's she really is sort of up to snuff on her stuff. Um, Adam Witt's performance in his debut, I was far less impressed by. Um, but, you know, the two of them are sort of going in with the same record. I, I don't like Molly's another one. I don't think her record is reflective of her knowledge. I think she knows yeah. her stuff. Yeah. Um, and I think we're all in for a treat to see how it goes down um, between the two of them. So we'll, we'll see. I know that. You know, I know Wit and Sullivan went into their match with little notice, um, and I can't imagine what that would, how stressful that would be. I mean, I just told you, like, I spend two months getting ready for these matches. If someone were to call me when I was like hours away from a match and be like, "Do you want to come play today?" I would be like, "No." Like, I think I would just be like, "No." Like, I, I just, I know there's no way. Like, I think I would just, I would just politely decline. <laughs> um, so, I mean, good on them for for getting their heads in the game and getting up there and playing with that little notice, but. Um, I, yeah, I don't think his debut is quite as impressive. I think her, she is much more likely to know her stuff than, than I would think for him. So we'll see, we'll see how it plays out. Who knows? Yeah, I could yeah. be wrong. I feel like there's going to be an upset somewhere, you know, like I, it, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. I th I'm it's sure. going to happen somewhere. So I think she's probably the, is she, would she be the favorite going in? I would think she'd be the favorite going in. I would think so too, just because so. she's married to the champion and she, she lives They're training the together. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. possibly, probably. And then Adi, like you had mentioned, Adam Witt's previous, uh, previous match wasn't the, the most successful of, of matches for him. Um, so I, I would he expect had a good Molly. Pull. I mean, I'll give him Dolce. He, he knew that and that's good on him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Right, I mean, the the women in this league specifically, I think, is it's funny because I feel like when you bring up this league, other than Damon, your name and probably now Molly's name come first. And that's says a lot. I mean, because I mean, you guys are kind of kicking ass. <laughs> so <laughs> thank you. Yeah, no, yeah. I appreciate that. This has been it's been great. And it's one of those things where I, I, I really try to balance the fact that like you don't need to be an expert on this stuff to be a Star Wars fan. I, I, I don't think that that's the case at all. I don't look down on anyone who doesn't know this stuff. And, you know, I don't look down on the fact that there's that there really is just the two women playing in the league. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, so I, I really do try to balance the fact that, like, you know, it's really exciting that there are women playing in this league. I think it's great. and I'm excited to be a part of it. But you know, when it comes to the fandom side of things, I don't want people to think that, like, I think I'm some kind of superior fan because I know this stuff. That's not the case at all. Um, you know, you're, if you like Star Wars movies, you are a Star Wars fan, in my mind. It, it's There's no contest that required. Um, but I do have a lot of fun competing in this league and, and kind of making it a contest uh, in this context. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, all right, well, moving on from uh, from your match, let's go ahead and talk just a little bit of Star Wars. Um before we move on and, and I was listening to your most recent episode on force toast and you guys were talking about the Mandalorian rumor characters and, and uh, all the plethora of names that have been thrown around for this upcoming season. And we, we had asked Molly or Alex and Molly this question. When we had him on a few weeks ago, but if there was one character that has been mentioned so far, as far as rumors go that you want to see in season two, who would it be? Um, That's hard to say. Cause I, you know, I have some, some favorite characters that I would love to see come back. I'm, I think I mentioned already that I'm a huge Star Wars Rebels fan. Mm -hmm. um, if if any love. of, yeah, if any of them were to make any kind of appearance, that'd be cool. I know Ahsoka is sort of the biggest rumor might as well be confirmed at this point. Yeah. Um, I wish yeah. they would just come out and say it, to be <laughs> honest. 
Um, but I, I think that's probably the most exciting prospect. I'm I'm sort of on the fence when it comes to the Rosario Dawson casting. I know that there's these Me too. you know these allegations against her family and this former employee. There's this like kind of ongoing, not a lawsuit, but there these ongoing charges that haven't really played out anywhere official yet. So it's hard to know what to believe. Um, but it, it's sort of disappointing that that controversy is sort of surrounding this whole thing that really should be great. It should be a really exciting announcement that we're going to get a live action Ahsoka, but it, it's just unfortunate that it's, it's being kind of tainted with this, mm-hmm. these weird allegations surrounding her family. So I'm hoping that at least maybe something plays out in terms of confirming whether or not any of the, there's any truth to any of that. Yeah. Um, but I really am excited about the prospect of seeing her in live action. I think it could be really cool. Um, and especially kind of coming off of, you know, season seven of the Clone Wars and how that got such high viewership. Like even, I think I heard higher than Mandalorian or than, yeah, higher than the Mandalorian, Mandalorian yeah. which is it's crazy. Amazing. So I, I think that, I, I think that's great. I think it's going to be amazing. Um, I re- regardless, I hope that we get a little bit more female representation in Mandalorian season two. I was a little bit disappointed. Um, by some of the lack thereof in season one. It was season one was fantastic and I loved it, but I need a little bit more than just Gina Carano. Um, <laughs> there, need, there need to be more female faces on the screen for me to, to really kind of get on board. So I'm hoping that that's something that they listened to when it came to season one, some of the maybe criticisms of it. Cool. All right, Brian. Well, shall we get to our, uh, our star Wars segment, star Wars, favorites? Our, little, our little speed around. Yeah. Uh, well, it was supposed to be a speed round and then, finding out we debuted this segment last week with ace and <laughs> it's not really rapid fire it just happens no. to be another conversation for star wars um it's a bunch of star wars favorites and we go off of just you know we have like 10 or 12 different categories that we're just going to bring up um and you're basically just going to name them off and we can have a discussion about them um and so the first one very simple favorite star wars movie rogue one if it's simple oh like nice. nice. yeah, uh i mean we it sounds like we already know favorite uh, of the series TV series. Uh, Star Wars rebels. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, I'll take that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. F- favorite Star Wars game. Ooh, you know, I'm not a gamer. I don't, I, I have to bow out on that one. I have no answer. <laughs> That's fair. If, is there anyone that's piqued your interest? I'm curious. Um, so the thing is, is I'm not a gamer and that I also don't really have any like, current consoles i have a nintendo 64 nice. i have heard that there's a really fun x-wing game somewhere yeah. on I, nice. yes i have it it's okay so fun <laughs> i will so that, that i would love to pursue that at some point it's incredibly low on my priority list so. yeah that's fair that's yeah fair. I, I wish i had an answer for you i mean i, I jedi fallen order sounds amazing and on our show um alice did the sort of breakdown of it because she played it and mm. really liked it and i thought it sounded great i just um eh, i yeah. buying a console and learning how to play and, and kind of getting into <laughs> it, I just, like it's just not on my it's not a whole a whole other a whole other side of the the human body playing video games that's for sure yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh favorite book of the star wars series books uh, and I have a new favorite. I, I recently read Dark Disciple and I just nice. fell head over. So good. So that's so like good. my favorite. Oh, so God. good. 
It's fantastic. And it's the, one of those things where I, sorry, it wasn't supposed to be like a rapid fire thing. Should I not? No, no, no. We, we thought okay. it was last week, but it doesn't turn out that way. So we're totally, because yeah, cool. we, because <laughs> we end up wanting to talk about it too. Yeah. So yeah, it doesn't yeah, work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So here's the thing with Dark Disciple. I really did not want to read it because when it comes to like the prequel era, it's just not, it's not my favorite era of Star Wars. And it's not my, it's not any era that I really care to explore any further when it comes to the deep dive like story type of things when it comes to comics when it comes to books i just it, it's far less interesting to me than what's going on um really in any other era um so my thing with with that book is that i put off reading it for that reason for a long time and then finally i decided to circle back to it because i had so many people tell me that it was so good and i was a big fan of lost stars um and they're like if you like lost stars you really should check out dark disciple so I, I finally got around to it and I just like, I could not put it down. Yes. It was one of those things like I went to, I had to go see, I didn't have to. One of my friends was performing in some improv show that I wanted to go see. <laughs> <laughs> Am I dancing? Um, so I went, yeah. and, I went and saw it after work one day, but it, it was, there was like a four hour period in between um, the actual start of the show and me getting off of work. So I went and sat in a Starbucks for like four hours and just like, powered through this book i just could not put it down it was so damn good so yeah dark disciple definitely a favorite and newly my my favorite because i only just read it recently so good yeah it, it does favorite. it does make me miss the fact that we weren't able to see that in the clone wars though because that was originally supposed to be the plan for that you story. know and oh. I've, I've heard that argument but my whole thing is that we you get a much deeper story when you that's true it's, true it's very true and very I, very true I, I try to think about what it would have been like if they had played it off on screen and i just can't come up with any and not you know not to knock the creators because i'm sure they could have pulled it off in a great way but i just can't see any advantage to them doing it rather than doing it in the book. I loved getting to spend time in, in these characters, yes. especially in, in the, in the head of Quinlan Voss. I thought that was just fantastic. Very so true. Good. good point. Love that. Um, all right. Favorite star Wars character. You know, I have a new answer for that one too, because for a long <laughs> time it was Harrison Dula and it still kind of is. I still love She's a badass. I love that character to death. And I kind of bounce back and forth between her and Kanan sometimes. Um, but I, this is weird because I wasn't like the biggest fan of the Rise of Skywalker, but I loved every single thing that they did with the Kylo Ren Ben Solo character in that movie. It was sort of one component straight through that I had zero problems with. Um, so I, I really love that character. I would say kind of just where I'm at with things and the fact that I haven't rewatched Rebels in, in a while um that he ben solo is probably the current favorite cool that works uh yeah. favorite species oh that's weird i really yeah. haven't given that mom i really haven't given that mom <laughs> it, yeah that one's the that's the one everyone goes oh <laughs> so that's so freaking funny um it's hard to say i i'll do this i had only just recently learned the names of the they're they're kind of like dogs um, that are in the the Tuscan Raider camp in Attack of the Clones, yeah. and I had to go searching for this answer, which is sort of why I'm into these characters. Maybe that's why I'm into the species right now. But I it took me a while looking through reference books trying to find it. Um, but these now I'm going to totally blank on the name. <laughs> um, I think they're Massives is the name of the character, but these they're these sort of dog like 
mixed with a dinosaur or lizard type of creature that you can see um they're like barking and fighting over something in the uh in the the attack scene in in Reve- no attack of the clones attack of the clones yeah 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 that's cool Panic that's cool that's writer camp um favorite planet hmm that's another good one you know i've always been into my big city living so i'll go with coruscant on that one that's what ace said as well last week so oh, we're two for two on Coruscant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, favorite, excuse me, favorite faction. So like favorite type of group, uh, group of people. Hmm. I do enjoy the rebels. Um, Rogue one sort of being my favorite movie. I think the rebellion um, in that sort of age of, of rebellion is kind of my favorite era. My, my favorite faction, I would say. Makes if sense. that counts. <laughs> yeah, no, totally, that counts. totally does. Um, favorite era. And we already know which one isn't her favorite era. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I would probably go with Sam answer that that age of rebel- rebellion, that age where we have um, the ghost crew kind of leading up to, yeah. at, you know, the head of, of a new hope. That's kind of my favorite era. Cool. All right. And last one is favorite lightsaber color. Ooh, I gotta go red right now. Yeah, I gotta stick with man. red right now. For is a long it, time, it was blue, and I I don't need that in my life anymore. I'm gonna go oh, red. Yeah. <laughs> she went all dark on me. She went all dark. Wow. All right. Yeah. Um. Well, Brian, that's interesting. We didn't guess that. We we did not guess uh blue. I think you had no, said I gold, guessed, right? I guessed gold, and oh, I guessed white. The yellow gold. I guessed white. I was throwing a curveball, and I guessed white, but uh. We're both wrong on that one. So, um, yeah. So before we get out of here and before we let you go, Laura, we wanted to um, mention Force Toast, of course, your your Star Wars podcast. And for anybody out there who doesn't listen um, and doesn't really know what Force Toast is, is there, you know, a, a summary of what the podcast is that you can give to our viewers or watchers? Sure. We drink wine and talk about Star Wars. That's really, <laughs> the, that's the elevator pitch. Perfect. Um, <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. The full title of our show is Force Toast, a Star Wars happy hour. It's an every other week show. We try to keep it under two hours and we just, yeah, we drink wine, talk about whatever's in the news, um, do recaps of whatever is, you know, out, whether it's books, comics, movies, TV series. And we do a little bit of Star Wars trivia at the end. And uh, that's, that's kind of the elevator pitch for it. Sweet. That's awesome. Awesome. Thanks. Um, well, thank you so much for joining us today. We uh, we had an absolute blast, and we were looking forward to it, lived up to it, and we can't wait to see what you do in the uh, Star Wars tournament going forward and just in the Smodown in general because the Star Wars division, we've mentioned it multiple times how um, you know the regular league is kind of the obviously the draw, but the Achilles heel is really the Star Wars and IG leagues uh, of this of the Smodown. And so um, we're very excited to see what your future holds um, for, for Smodown. Thank you. Me too. I'm excited to see where it goes. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully we'll talk to you soon and good luck in your next match. Thank you. And thanks for having me. Of course. No All right, Brian. Great interview there with Laura uh-huh. Kelly. Um, part of corruption. And, uh, you know, Shannon's got a good one. Shannon has got a good one in, in sight there for the Star Wars division. Um, she knew really she had for- a good one. Yeah, and, and definitely. And it, it definitely proved very well in... Um, in this last match and she went up uh, against uh, Sean Sullivan and, and proved that she wasn't just someone who was going to come up in the league once and, and fall back down. She's here to stay and she's here Absolutely. to make some noise. And now that she's part of corruption, the noise is very strong. Um, very loud. So it was the, yeah, very, very good conversation. Then that was awesome. That was really fun. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, anytime we get to talk to the Star Wars competitors, I think you and I get a little extra giddy 
So <laughs> yeah, we could we could probably never compete in the vision ourselves, but um, probably Star Wars. Star Wars to us is 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 a is a baby, and it's you know we we love we enjoy it and have fun doing it, and um so yeah that was an awesome conversation to talk to her and kind of get details about um her ins and outs of of the league. So uh, yeah. we we definitely ran over time, but we not that we we don't we that we didn't want to we we enjoyed the the very lengthy conversation we have with Laura, but we have a short amount of time here to kind of preview what we're going to talk about next, and that is the two matches that are here coming up this week. Um, We'll move on from Star Wars just quickly here because uh, we kind of d- talked about the most recent match with Scrimshaw or the, the upcoming match with Scrimshaw and Demonta. Let's talk about this IG match very quickly here. Um, we have Ben Goddard versus Jim Veveda. We have the Den versus the Rockstars. Uh, big, big match. The first IG match we've seen here in a while. The kickoff of the IG tournament. Um, as we mentioned, it's going to premiere on YouTube on Wednesday. And um, for myself... Uh, you know, we, we don't know much of Veveda in IG. We know what Ben is capable of. And we saw the, uh, which is now officially up on YouTube. We saw the Lord of the Rings exhibition match. He showed up really well in that match for Lord of the Rings. Um, kind of letting us know that, hey, he may know more about IG than we first believed. For myself, I'm taking Ben in this match. Uh, not just because of, of that reason, but I think he's just guy, someone who has a hot hand. Like he's had a hot hand all year long. He seems to have things going in his favor. Kate really knows what she's doing as a manager with him specifically. And so I'm excited to see what they both do, but I'm taking Ben in this match. Yeah. Um, I was with Ben the whole entire time. Um, and can I say, I absolutely love no offense to Davida, but when Kate did her preview and <laughs> like stumbled on his name. I yeah. was like, thank you. I'm not the only one that like struggled with it for a while. But um, yeah, I, I don't know because I was fully Ben. And then Vavita kind of made this promo where he mad saw, dog. Yeah, it's up on our Twitter. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. This guy, like, he came with fire. Like he came with heat. And you know, you have the ones where I mean, you have people that are kind of like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." You're like, "Oh, they'll probably do good." He came with a level of confidence that I was kind of like, "Oh. I, yeah. I don't yeah. know who who could might win this now." I agree. So I, I'm still honestly trying to decide because I mean, we've seen Goddard so far. And I think he's blown all of our expectations out of the water, but Vavita seems like he's going to come in and grab the throat as quick as possible. So it's, I honestly don't know. It's very difficult for me to vote against or to go up against uh, Roxy. I think that she's brilliant. I think she might be the work, the the best working manager in the league. Um, She is so involved with her players um, and she's very hungry for a win. And, Vavita, I'm sure, is very hungry for a win because he did lose the team match that he performed in la- uh, earlier this year. Um, so it, it's very hard for me to vote against a Roxy in this situation because especially after seeing her uh, for Josh Cavedo and the way that went up as far as cheering him on and supporting him um, virtually, I can see her doing the same and even more so with, with Vavita. But I just feel like Ben has got the hot hand, man. I feel like he's the guy that kind of just like it, it almost feels like a Kevin Smith situation. I'm not saying he's going to come out and dominate the league, but oh, someone who has Parker next. So yeah. And I just feel like he, he's someone who 
a lot of people may be counting out because he's Ben Goddard and he's kind of like, you know, he's yeah. bagel boy on SCN and like all that type of stuff. But he continues to prove us wrong and he continues to play with a chip on his shoulder. That doesn't seem to yeah. stop. Yeah. I mean, if you had to twist my arm right now, I'd probably go with him right now. Um, Cause he, I mean, I feel like every single time on Twitter, he's talking about how he's studying. So if that's the case, then we know he's not screwing around. And I don't think yeah. he has been since the beginning. So yeah, yeah it's going to be, it's going to be a battle. It's going to be fun. And as I mentioned up top guys, uh, we will have a reaction to this matchup later this week. And our live breakdown is more than likely going to happen on Wednesday. You can find that right here on YouTube. Uh, we're still figuring out the exact time. Um, because of the Star Wars match that airs on Twitch. Um, but you can also find it on Twitter Live. It'll pop up on your timeline and you're following us on Twitter. Uh, we're at SchmodownPOV. Uh, that is our Twitter handle. And we go live on Twitter and YouTube at the same time. More access for people because Twitter seems to be a little bit more accessible for some people sometimes. And so you can find it there. Um, but quickly, we didn't mention who we think will win this Star Wars match. We talked about it in depth with Laura. Uh, but for me, for the longest time, I had Scrimshaw going in this match. Um but hearing Laura speak about it and, and a lot of other people around the league as far as uh, Demolanta, it really is hard to go up against Demolanta in this match because he's kind of... Scrimshaw, he does force center with Ken, right? He's in Star Wars every single week. It's kind of a part of him. But Scrimsh or uh, Demolanta, excuse me, he's in Schmodown. Like, he has Beyond the Schmodown podcast. He does reactions with his wife. So he's like involved in it and continuously watching and kind of being involved with the league. I just feel like that's going to give him the slight advantage in this match, especially watching the virtual stuff and, and kind of preparing that way. I feel like it's hard to go up against Demolanta at this point. Yeah. My, it's funny because my brain keeps telling me pick Scrimshaw. Just, that's but I exact, think exactly same thing, same thing. But, but like, I think almost that just might be because I know kind of around what Scrimshaw is, but there is a sense of, hunger from Demolanta that everyone inside the Schmodown has made it a point to say. And if it's that widely spread and that many people are talking like that, I mean, there must be something to it. So, I mean, my, my head is telling me to pick Scrimshaw, but my gut is telling me Demolanta is going to come yeah. and take this. But I honestly, I don't know why I feel like this will be a one point match and it speak and it will literally be coming down to the fact that someone went to multiple choice. And I honestly think that's someone's I, if I had to guess someone's going to go to multiple choice, need that one. And that one is going to be the one that one point is going to be what leans one, the victory to someone. I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, all right. Well, I think that is it for this week. Uh, should we run through the faction standings before we get out of here quickly? Sure. I got it quick right here for I'll you. Uh, first it up place. On the screen too. Here we go. Oh yeah. So we've got first place, the Finstock exchange, 16 points, uh, swag at 13 points. The den is in third place with 12 burning droogs are in fourth place with six rock stars are in fifth place with six corruption is now in sixth place with uh, five points off of that win. Uh, seventh place is the usual suspects with four. Eighth is the dungeon with four points. And our new ninth place is the quirky mercs with three points. And so yeah. we know 
Oh, go ahead. Go, no, no, go ahead. You're good. You're good. Go ahead. I was just going to say, so we know that uh, we could see a bigger lead coming off of Finstock Exchange with um, the Demonta Star Wars match. Uh, we could see a change with the, from Inner Geekdom. I mean, Corky, Corky Mercs. The, well, come. the Corky Mercs here with, with Scrimshaw could could definitely um, get get a lot of points here if, if Scrimshaw can find a way to get a knockout in some capacity. Uh, four points for them could knock them all the way up at fourth place. And that could yeah, be massive uh, here. Yeah. By the end of this week, this standings that four to nine could look completely different. Yeah. So, and and um, as far as IG goes, like you mentioned, uh, the den has a chance to obviously tie Finsock exchange. If Ben can find a way to get a knockout. Um, but Roxy could fight their way up all the way above the burning jerks and put a heavy lead in front of them for fourth place and be sole possession there. If David is able to get a win as well. So a yeah, lot of these, things could change. A lot of yeah, these sta these standings will look probably a little bit more drastically different coming by the end of this week. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. All right. So before we get out of here, uh, we do have some news here on a certain point of view, um, and it's very very exciting from our end. Uh, something that you know kind of came up quickly that what we've been talking about for for a little bit here uh, behind the scenes. Um, we're gonna have a new co-host on the show, guys, and we are. Very, very excited to be um, be joined by this person. It is someone who uh, we always have constant communication with inside the Schmodown, um, follower of us, and very big supporter of us. And we cannot thank them enough for being a supporter of us, uh, not just on social media, but as far as the show goes in general. Um, and we're kind of going to be doing a fun little tease throughout the week as far as who it may be. And they will be on the show next week. Uh, we record on Sundays, and this said person will be joining us next week. Uh, we're still looking at having a guest uh, per usual, and we're going to be eyeing either uh, Dimalanta or Scrimshaw to join us to talk about their match. We've been on a roll about doing this lately, and hopefully we're able to get one of them um, with everything going on in the world. But um, but yeah, we wanted to make sure we mentioned it, and we're going to have a cool, cool, fun, exciting co-host with us. I know Brian is excited just as much as I am. Very excited. Um, because it's someone who, who we talk to on a regular basis uh, on social media and stuff. So there's your first little tease as far as um, teases we go quite this love week, their so. opinions. So yes, yes. So it's going to be very fun. And uh, the show's not going to change. Um, it's just going to be three different opinions talking Schmodown. And, and this per said person might have a, a little bit more of an inside look at Schmodown than we do. There's, Stop a, there's it. a second Stop tease it. for you. <laughs> <Stop> <laughs> there's a second tease for you. So God, um, yeah, you that, that's the finisher. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, it, it's fun to tease the audience, you know, um, Okay, so no, before we, we get out of here, so a, a rundown, a rundown of what's going to happen here throughout the next uh, next few weeks for for a certain point of view. Uh, show lives on Mondays, guys. It's going to be up on Mondays. YouTube, audio as well. You can see all the platforms right above Brian's head, right there. Uh, Apple, Spotify, Anchor, Google, um, anywhere you can find a podcast. This show lives. Um, and as I've mentioned multiple times over the last couple of weeks, our Star Wars match breakdowns are live on Thursdays, four thirty p.m. Pacific time. Uh, for or excuse me, Star Wars breakdowns are YouTube and Twitter. They will also be posted to audio later if you're much more of a listener, so you can find them on the same platforms. And we're going to be doing the same thing for the IG tournaments as well. Those will most likely be a day beforehand, being that these matches live on YouTube and we have access to them ahead of time. Um, so we'll we'll end up doing that. Um, and so those will also be posted to to uh, to all the podcast platforms. Um, and then because these live on YouTube, you'll see reactions from us and play alongs. Those will be back for the time being through the IG tournament until we're able to get back in studio for these matches and getting regular matches. 
Um, we're going to be able to get those up on Friday per usual. That's when you'll see our play along. So um, very exciting time for us here, Brian. A lot to look forward to. And a few weeks ago, we didn't really know what was going to happen with everything. But, um, you know, these tournaments and, and how it's been working out as far as Twitch and YouTube has kind of been a little bit of a success for us. Yeah, we are getting right back into that nor normal swing yeah, of things yeah. of uh, Schmodown being a twice a week type thing. Yeah, so it's very, very exciting. Again, guys, uh, look out for everything we have going on here. We can't thank Laura, Laura Kelly for joining us. That was such a blast to talk to her, um, someone we've been looking forward to have on the show, and it worked out very, very well. Always excited to have her back if she ever wants to join. Um, but for now, that is a certain point of view, guys. Number 17, we've gone 17 weeks strong, and we don't have any sign of slowing down. So for Brian, for myself, we are a certain point of view. Again, find the show every Monday. And uh, make sure you guys check us out on social media. So um, thank you guys for joining us. And we'll see you guys next week.